Welcome to the Black Helpline, where we're discussing the word moist. <laughs> should not drop it out of the uh, lexicon. To drop drop in the, don't drop the moist word. Slacks I'm malcontent. Moist. I'm Tricky Mickey. Big germ. Moist is my word du jour. Oh, see what we got to deal mean, with can, here. I can understand if you're describing like a piece of cake, you know. Well, it just depends on what you call cake. Cake. Too. I call Thank something you. that That's you scrumptious. put together with <laughs> flour and mix and, and we ain't flavor. talking about that yellow cake and from Harlem it's, either. And it's not undercooked and cake it's not overcooked. Cake can be overcooked. a euphemism for something else. And it's That's right. Uh, I'm not talking uranium cake. And you're not talking uh, the cake what? from Harlem, though, right? Oh, wow. No. Just, you know... You know, you two are a couple of real square asses. Cake. Perhaps you're just trying to be obtuse and you're just pretending like you don't know what I'm talking about. Cake being a euphemism, euphemism for something else. Oh, ass? You've both dated white women here in Minneapolis. Let's talk about that today. Okay. Let's talk no, about those cake. Are, those, are, those, are, those are snowballs. Snow, Let's talk about snowflakes. cake here in Minneapolis. Snowflakes. snowflakes. No. There were snowflakes oh, way up here. My grandmother called it. Do you still have that pink toe? What? Pink toe. Do you have a pink toe? Oh, Do you like God. white women? A pink, pink toe? Pink, pink toe. What does that mean? That means, do you like white women? I have women? never heard that in my life. Have you? Pink toe? No, Grandmother's from Texas. That. You got to rest her soul. But she's like, you still have that pink toe like your dad? <laughs> like I got a whole pink foot. It was, it was a daisy for the, <laughs> the days before they say, you down with the swirl, son? <laughs> Well, swirl. I was raised by two white people, so we didn't have those kinds of vernacular euphemisms or any of that kind of stuff in my house. Well, so the pink toe. Well, I was raised in the Southern Baptist house, so they wasn't having that race mixing shit when I was growing up. Oh no, no, my mother wasn't either. I mean, which was ironic, but <laughs> uh, but you know, my dad, he, you know, was out with white women, I guess, and had kids by them and you know my mom obviously hated that so she made sure that I you know would not date white women which didn't work out well when they try to make sure that's usually what the opposite completely happens I know well she didn't get that psychology oh the forbidden fruit the forbidden fruit <laughs> shit the forbidden cake the forbidden kale <laughs> the forbidden kombucha and yoga mat none of that stuff existed back in the 70s kale did no it didn't yeah it, did. it was just an invented thing they call it dandelion century. leaves back then like yeah. they should call it now no yeah. dandelion leaves are something completely different shit looks like kale to me and i don't eat neither well, one i suppose you don't really eat greens do you i do eat fucking greens. greens i eat greens grits collard greens mustard greens turnip greens i eat grits but you won't put bacon in it yes yeah no so i don't put no bacon on bacon it bacon up in there i'm 52 years old i fuck with no bacon <laughs> what does being 52 have to do with fucking with bacon or not? Cholesterol. Oh, yes. Okay. Well. Yes. Cholesterol. This I understand. No. I haven't messed with bacon in 15 years. I can't feel two of my fingers already because of that shit. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> well. <laughs> Bacon Get, does not cause diabetes. Getting old. No. Joy. No. Well, so it, let's, it's let's, a very overused thing nowadays. Bacon. Yeah, it's in everything. It's, it's in everything. Very overused. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a popular thing. Fuck it. Bacon is good. It's bacon so and drinks. It's not good. Bacon People is fucking bacon disgusting. bacon and drinks. Yeah, bacon, bacon, and has, and, uh, bacon has no place in cocktails. 
coming from a bartender, bacon has zero fucking place. In well, we didn't a put bacon in our cocktails back when I was slinging drinks, so I don't know where that shit came from. Oh, well, it came from white hipsters. Ew. <laughs> so that no wearing no socks with hard ass shoes. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a pretty smell when you get home at night. <laughs> That's why I stopped buying used uh, shoes at Ragstock. Hot soup. Yeah, never buy shoes. used shoes. Used shoes at Ragstock? That's disgusting. Ugh. Ew. Did you trade? Trade some in? Get some? Up? I did that. I did that a couple of times. Back when I was on a street punk, didn't That's have no money. Nasty. Back when white women wouldn't buy me no shoes. Oof. I get it. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yo, woman, buy me some shoes. Girl, you better buy me some shoes Girl, with all this staring like, that I'm getting, all these people staring at me. You better buy me some shoes. So she brought you to Ragstock? Got you some, got you got rag some new stock. Doc Martens? No, yeah. I got a pair of new Doc Martens once, but yeah, yeah I, had to, I, had to, I, had to, I had to set it out for that, though. You know? <laughs> what did you have to set out? These nuts. Uh. <laughs> Oh, oh come on now come on now we all had to do something for uh, that for the for the master race that we didn't want to do one time or another you know okay i went okay okay i went and hoped somebody looked for their cat once yeah that That's was pushing sweet. it uh, no that ain't sweet because I, I didn't like cats back then so, what? so, so and so in doing that you actually scored yes so Oh, oh, I understand. See, I'm kind of square. Okay, wow. Now, who's square now? Who's square now? That's wow. pimp game. So we call, we call that it, that was, that was P for P. P for P. P for P. Pussy for pussy. You know, you want your cat? I do too. White women are glitched with the cat, man. Meow, meow. You're a fucking clown. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, I've been in that situation. Where you chased cats? I didn't have to chase a fucking cat, but I did have to, somebody I knew, bike got stolen, you know, and it was in the area. And a day later I saw, you know, this motherfucker on the bike because it was a unique bike. And so I chased the person down and I said, give me the bike. You know, it's somebody I know. And they didn't put up a fight or anything. And I got the bike back. You said, give me the bike, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pretty much, that was pretty much it. And I got the bike and then I was the hero because I got the bike back. Yeah, yeah. buddy, yeah. And I paid for it for the next 25 years. You, it was moist, wasn't it? Yeah. Not too. Yeah. Not too. Yeah. Well, that weird guttural voice that you're just making right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Let's backtrack. What you mean, Big? What you mean, Big John? You paid for it for 25 years. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you get, you get caught up in that stuff. Yeah. So you got to be careful. You know, you think you're only onto it for like a day or a week, and that turns into like court. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he just goes long pause court <laughs> affidavits. Putting putting lawyers' kids through college before ours. Yeah. Should just let them have the bicycle. <laughs> yeah. In retrospect, let that bike go, and I would be like, let my people go. Well, there's some tricky shit, you know. There's some tricky shit to, um, to, um, you know, race mixing, even back then and even now. You know, it was no big deal in a lot of cities. I remember growing up in Chicago, it was kind of a big deal unless you went to the North Side, where all the rockers and ravers and all that shit hung out. You know, but on the West Side, on the South Side, with all them Baptist mamas and and the uncles and and them running around, especially them them OGs running around, going, man, y'all got to stay away from the white folks. The white folks gonna get your ass up in the jail, get you caught up, boy. 
And I said, well, the people I hang out with are all, they all look like me. They all think like me. You know, it's like, well, I don't look nothing like you. Don't people white? I go, no, that's not what I mean. Because, see, I'm not, I'm not looking at my friend John going, my white friend John. That's just John, you know. When you general, y'all was generalizing. They would generalize. The parents would generalize. The uncles, the elders, they were generalizing because of what they went through. They didn't understand what the, the part of the subculture that we grew up into when we were in our, in our early teens that actually saved a lot of our asses, you know, saved us from these really bad places in Chicago and in Brooklyn, you mm-hmm. know. And it really did. I always say that punk rock saved my life, you know. And here, it really here. did because I, I wouldn't know you motherfuckers without it. You know, no way. Punk rock had brought me up to the city. You're welcome. Here, here. Thank you. Exactly. You know, I mean, but I, so when I look at people still who give that slight eye, you know, you got our, we got our elders, we got our black elders, we got our black peers, especially our black, our black peers, giving us a stink eye. Don't know nothing about our business. That could be my colleague I'm walking down the street with. You don't know anything about us. So when that judgment comes along, it's usually half-handed. And I've gotten over that nonsense a long time ago because my people are my people, don't matter who you are, you know. But but we still gotta go through it, you know. And, you know, I was with my ex for twenty years. And, you know, it took me ten of those years to stop noticing people staring at us out in public, you know. And then another ten years to um um to actually realize that the rest of this shit didn't really matter. But as we always say, I'm still this large presence. You know, it doesn't matter, you know. So, but at the end of the day, love is love as far as I'm concerned, you know. But it's been tricky, especially up here, you know. Well, I've only, I've known both of you for at least 25 years, and I've never, ever known you to date any kind of a woman of color. They've always been Caucasian women. Any particular reason? Well, part being in the subculture, which is what we were part of, there weren't a lot of sisters. Nope. You know? That like what we like. No, there weren't a lot of sisters that like we like. Because when, when I would try to hang out with sisters in, in, in Big Germ, you can probably sympathize with this, is that, oh, oh, I don't listen to that kind of music. Oh, who's that band? You know? And why do you go to those shows? Why your friends yeah. look like that? Why your hair cut like that? Why you got an earring in, your, in the middle of your nose? Stuff like that. And, it, and instead of explaining that to people... I just go, well, I, I probably ain't for you then. Because this ain't going to last past the first night in the bedroom. You know, if you, if you, if you are, aren't interested in learning something else and learning something new and expansive, then I have no time for you, you know. And, and the ignorance was the hardest part, trying to, hook, trying to get together with sisters and stuff like that in a town like Minneapolis, especially in the late 80s. There, no you know, there was nothing, no availability. There was no availability. You either had one type of, of sister that was out here thinking that you, because you articulate and that you had something going on, that you must have some money. You must have, oh, I'm going to hook up with, oh, oh, yeah, he got to have something going on. It's like, man, I sleep, I sleep on somebody's couch, you know? I just shine my shoes every day, you know? But, that, you know, that's part of the reason, you know, availability, you know? And we had a lot of, you know, you know mixed people up here and stuff like that, but the majority of those people who who took the black side of being mixed, I'm going to use a terrible word here, or being mulatto, as we used no, to call them in Chicago. No, nope. The people who took that, the black side of that, typically lived in the suburbs. You know, they didn't come into the city, you know. And it was just it was just hard to find it, you know. Really, yeah. it was all about availability, inventory. 
<laughs> inventory, but inventory. also inventory. We've been reduced to fucking inventory. Seriously. First you come up when you say that <clears throat> that there was no available women here, no available sisters that somehow had your kind of uh outlook and the things that you're interested in and all these things absolutely that you wanted to do and then that the ones who did were looking at you as a meal ticket absolutely okay and so then the inventory that was that was a joke don't mm-hmm. take that so seriously mm-hmm. but no there was there the inventory is up now yeah it's up now well you two ain't got much to sell so oh. <laughs> I, I still got a working leg i've got a shim that's okay the inventory I, might be up but y'all's game no, is gone. No, the inventory's up, but you know, obviously we're, you know, in our prime or over. And you know, they're not they're not really looking for men, so to speak, now either. You know, they don't need a boyfriend or a man or you know, people are, are happy to be alone. Yeah. They yeah. they have they have the interwebs now. Yeah. You know? They everybody goes online. It's to find a, their dates, kind of yeah. a glorious thing. And, being and there it is the, the the clearinghouse that is dating apps because now at least some part of that is true because they say, well, I like black men or I like white guys. Don't look at my profile. I says white dude. What are you doing? Yeah, you know. And at least at least that's right there in front of you. So nobody's nobody's fooling. Like don't don't peek because some of them do. Because they'll peek and you'll see who's looked at a profile, uh, not recently, um, at your profile and it says, "Well, likes white dudes." And it's like, "Why are you looking at me?" Yeah, I you know you know what um, years ago when I was going through uh, changes with my ex, I would go online and this is when when online the online thing of dating was just getting its getting its feet, and there would there would literally be. Like he said, there would be black women online, local, that would say, I only like white dudes. And I think that a lot of that has to do with what they went through with brothers that didn't act like us, mm-hmm. you know, that weren't articulate, that weren't educated, and didn't have their shit together, didn't have to borrow gas money. So you, know? you mean you two and plus two others I can think of? There's a lot of them now, but they don't wear no socks with these shoes. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and some of it, as you know, like I mentioned, my grandmother, but I said my mother said, "Don't, don't date white people. Don't. They're the enemy." My mother said just, the same thing. Just don't. And obviously, you, you go the other way. And she had a tough time with it, you know, when she was starting to see these mixed race babies, and you know, it took her a little bit of time. Mixed race made prince, motherfucker. <sighs> Well, well she, I'm she a mixed good. race baby. Yeah, she's well, she is too. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Yeah. But what? Well, what about you, Tricky? You, you know, you being a black woman. Um, what was it like for you? I mean, were you interested in black dudes back then? Yes, but I mean, much to your point about inventory. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crude word. <laughs> Much to your point about the availability of the kinds of people who were into the same things that I was, it was a very small pool from which I could choose, made even smaller uh, by the fact that we're in Minneapolis. And so when I, I left Minneapolis when I was about 18, I haven't been here for a long time. So I dated in actual real cities. 
You know, I dated yeah, in, yeah. in New York and in Minneapolis, or in uh, L.A. and in San Francisco, and in cities where you could actually have dates with people who had seen a little bit of the world, and they weren't these fucking cow tippers here in the Midwest. Exactly. In fact, it was last night that I described dating in Minneapolis. I described the dating pool, and I'm going to read this text that I sent to. Dating pool. No, it inventory. wasn't a dating pool. It was, it, the, yeah, the pool. Skimming, skimming the top of the pool here, mm. here in Minneapolis. What did I write to my friend Corey? I wrote, I just described the men in Minnesota as sweaty, beer-swilling potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that really sounds like that really sounds like the white dudes. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but again, aside from you two and a couple of other brothers whom I know, there is nobody that I would that uh, there's. Nobody in this town of color that I would date who has the same kind of of uh, outlook and things that I'm interested in like you guys do and like those other people do. Well, first, my first rule is that um, I never, I, I was, I would always tell my female friends, you know, whether they were black or not, don't ever date a man who ain't got no passport because he ain't never been no fucking where, yeah. you know? Anybody who ain't never been nowhere, period, but a man ain't never been nowhere, is a man that's trapped somewhere. He's going nowhere. And he ain't, probably ain't going nowhere. If he's 45 years old and above, he ain't got no passport, he ain't never been no fucking where. It's really sad. It's really sad. You know, and, you know, it's 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 not easy. And as much people think that it is easy to date here anyway, whether, you know, you are, you are, we were, we were a, a, an anomaly back then. Mm-hmm. You know, the handful of brothers that were in the subculture, that were into music, were into all this shit. Boy, they were, you know, everywhere, but it wasn't easy. And either. we were we were fighting for the girl. Yeah. Think f- of that. With the limited number that were out here, and we had to, like, fight for them. That that weren't on Thorazine. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. They weren't on Thorazine. <laughs> No, it was it wasn't that it wasn't that easy because it was such a small pool. You know, it's not like if you're in Chicago, if you're in New York, if you're in Boston, if you're in DC, you're in LA, you're in San Francisco, you can go all over the city. You can find all kind of people down in the mix, you know? All over. But here, you got to stick you stay your ass on the, in uptown. You know, back when we were kids, stay on the south side, you know, stay in the wedge. You know, because you couldn't really go out. You couldn't really go, you know, over to St. Paul looking for these folks. You couldn't even go farther down south looking for these folks. You still can't go to St. Paul to find these folks. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say, I'll say working, working in the scene actually helped with inventory. Yeah. Uh, Can we please stop using that fucking word? I'm sorry. It's disgusting and it's degrading. Inventory. Uh. As we, as we saw it, um, actually was better when we were younger, going to the club because we because we went we to the club. It. Yeah, we found a way. You know, if you went to like a reggae show, oh <laughs> shit, don't even get me started on the reggae it, shows. Fucking patchouli monkeys all over you and shit. Raga, <laughs> Scandifarians. Oh, fuck. Uh, but really, I mean, it was it was the truth. I mean, you well then you played then with the hand changed. you were dealt. Things get changed, and then, you know, it got to the point where I started calling it what it was. You know, you don't break up with people in Minneapolis. You just lose your turn. No, that was my that was my no. joke. That's the one I no. said years ago. You know, it's and true, it's though. It's fucking truth. It's true. It is. You just you just don't, you know? And and, it, and it's not, you know, I mean, yeah, we don't go to clubs anymore. We, don't, we barely go to shows because we're grown-ass people. we got shit to do. Yeah. But 
Well, now when I go to some of these shows anyway, and I look at these young people, I'm like, look at, look at, look at them. They just trying like little puppies with the slipping off the yeah. leg and stuff. Hey, girl, what's your name? And they slipping down. It's like y'all ain't got no game. You think we ain't got no hey, game? Tricky. No, I know you don't have any game. <laughs> what kind? Damn! <laughs> Ow! Please. There's, there's, there's somebody that loves us that we don't want. <laughs> See, that's when the inventory strikes back. Inventory strikes back. You're such <laughs> a fucking asshole. Oh. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Trophies. Yeah. Trophies. Well, yeah, I but, suppose. But, you know, y'all, we're all in our 50s now. Yep. Trophies. No. No. Nah. No, we, we, can, we don't get, we can get play. There's stuff to do, you know? And 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 you know, I mean, when I when I adopted my daughter, everything changed for me, like absolutely everything. I I I I started to believe in commitment. I started to believe in 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 monogamy. I started to believe in all these things that were not in my eyesight before that child came along, because I had to teach a young lady from the hood in a place where she was in. In culture shock, Minneapolis is culture shock for a lot of people. When they come here and they're, they've been surrounded by blacks all their lives, and then they come to a city where there are so many different cultures at one time, you know, and it shocks. So I had to become some kind of somewhat of a male role model to say this is how men are supposed to act, you know. She Good went off to you. college. I started acting a fool. So okay, so let's talk about when somebody when you're getting close to someone and how they maybe try to. I don't know, perhaps be part of your world, be a little black, dating white girls or white guys who try oh, to act a little bit black, you know, oh, using, using words, I really using things, using gestures. I really tried gestures. my best to not have them, not have them accepting woke-ass women in my, in my midst uh, because they always seem to get it fucking wrong. And, they're, and yeah. they try to speak up for you, which is the worst thing you can do for us black men is try to speak up for us when we're in some kind of situation where... We need to either shut our fucking mouths before we go to jail. We, I don't need you to speak up for me, you know. So that's that was that was always a tough one for me. But I'm saying I understand you. It's like I don't I don't need your understanding. I mean, I have a friend right now who speaks up more for black people than black before black people have a chance to speak up for themselves. You know, she's a local advocate, and that word advocate was really a, like, who are you really advocating for? Mm-hmm. You know, who are, we, who are you protecting? Are you, because you, because cause I, I wouldn't say no shit like that because that's privilege talking. You know, I can't talk to the police like that. You know, I mean, I had somebody in my car when I was pulled over years ago and when I'm driving advocating in the passenger for you? seat, fucking advocating for me. <laughs> well, he didn't do anything, officer. I'm like, you need, <laughs> you need to shut your ass you up. You see that Philandro video? You just shut, be quiet, and let me be fucking polite to this motherfucker because he's got a gun, okay? Yeah. I don't need your help. Thank you. You know, I'm still alive, you know? Yeah. Wow. Avocation is great, but there's a line that you need to let people handle their own business, yeah. especially a person Advocate when you're at the steering wheel. Yeah. Okay, but, you know, advocating's fine, but I'm not talking about necessarily advocating for you. I'm talking about somebody who's trying to be black. Oh, I don't fuck no. with no. I don't know. Just no. No, 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 no. no. I ain't fucking with no wiggers. No wiggers. No, no, no. You can go ahead with all that shit. Cause I heard some I had I had I had I had a motherfucker. I had a motherfucker and he was a cracker too. 
I had a cracker tell me once, man, I'm blackening you. And I said, let me get the fuck out of here before I catch a case. Because my because my vernacular changed on his ass. And I go, oh, ain't this some shit? Hey, y'all, I'm about to go. You need to talk to your boy. Because I'm about to put my foot straight up his ass, you know? I'm blacker than you. Oh, because he, oh, he got his whole wigger thing going. This this knucker for, was from Anoka County. He got his whole wigger thing going with a jersey and all that shit. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't wear jerseys. You know, I ain't out here. I ain't no gym shoe creeper. You know, <laughs> homie. Homie called you home. Tilt your hat oh, back. Homies. As soon as you see some real niggas come up, you t- you straighten your hat right back out. Oh. You ain't at the mall no more. Or the soft, the softer friendly. Hey, bro. Oh. Hey, Gross. Bro. Gross. Hey, bro. Bra, bra. Just bra. if you could be doing hey, like uh, a fucking cash exchange. I, I don't go to the wedge because I don't like it up there. But those people. When I've been up there, it says, day going well, bro? What's going wrong? It's like, bro. I'm not in jail. Give I'm my not, fucking change. You know, just just don't. Don't, bruh, don't, bruh. don't give me a title. I won't give you one. Yeah, but that kind of stuff is on, it happens like on a daily. On the yeah. daily. Uh, it's, it sucks on the It's daily. actually annoying as shit. If that's a, that's a, first of all, that's something that young people have coined between each other. Um, I I was born in the sixties. I ain't got time. We were all born in the sixties. I ain't got time for this shit. I'm 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 Mr. or Sir, you know. Really? Yeah. When when white people are doing it to me, when white men are doing that, yes. You want your name out there like that? No. Bruh. But bruh. But the bra thing? No. Bruh. No. Well, you know, but okay. So let's talk about the flagrant use of the word of the N word. Really yeah. can't stand it, and I don't care who says it. I don't yeah. care who says it. I fucking yeah. hate it. I fucking hate it, and there's a myriad reasons why. And you know what? We're almost out of time because we're at the 26 minute mark. Mm-hmm. And I want to. I think this could be a whole other fucking show, talking about how people use the word indiscriminately, and not just black people, white people, Asian yep. people. I've seen Asian children oh, yeah. using oh, that well, fucking oh, that whole word. My nigga term. My nigga. Yeah. All of it. But I but I took off the ER and just put an A, so it's it's different. Now see, different impact. Now see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna throw some knowledge at you. I was raised differently, with because I was raised with two versions of that word. There's nigger, which is what I was called by whites, and there's another term. There's actually three terms, but there's actually a term nigger. Which is actually another term. It's an African term that's been around forever. It's been around forever. And that's the one I was raised on. This whole street cred thing, that wasn't my, that wasn't my jam. You know, it wasn't my jam at all. There were, if you were, if you were in New York, you would call N-I-G-A-H or God. In Chicago, it was N-I-G-A-H. But if you was in the, if you was on, if you was down with the hustle, down with the grind and the gangs, it was my nigga, N-I-G-G-A. And if you were just being head your head busted in by the police, it was nigger, you know. Don't care, hate the word. You know, it's a cultural thing for me. It was a cultural thing when I was growing up. So when I see brothers doing it, that usually doesn't phase me at all because I know where they're coming from. I know what they're doing and where they're coming from. That's but are you, are you saying that we've taken possession of the the root term? We have. We I have taken we possession have. of it. But but. Taken possession by people that created it to 
denigrate, denigrate us. us. No, well, no. I, I, I see that we've taken possession of it as a term of endearment, as a term of recognition about the same struggles. That's what it. That's what it's been doing. The same struggle. But recognizing they, they got love that. Think about that. If if you have I the disagree. slave, but when I see, if you when have I the see, slave master who's called you that for centuries, finally gets you to call yourself that. Oh, I'm not disagreeing you know, with the, okay. the whole terminology and what it's doing to our to our culture and our community. Not disagreeing with that at all. I'm just telling you that that's where they're coming from. Gotcha. You know, and a lot of times when you try to correct them, you will get busting your shit. You know, I've seen it happen. I've oh, seen yeah. white people, I've seen black people tell these these homies, yo, yeah, you, you shouldn't talk to each other. Smack them right in the yeah. face. I've seen it happen time and time again. And I and I and I and I recommend you not do it. No. You know, because well, they don't, some of those dudes that's don't a short, play. That's a short fuse. Yeah, it is a issues. short fuse. Yeah. But if somebody's using that term, they typically do have one. Yeah. You know? When they're describing their best friend, their brothers, their sisters, they usually do have a short fuse. They usually do have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. You know? And I I still have people in my family that still use it. If we go to barbecue, you know this. And thing is, no and one then, in my family uses yeah, it anymore. Yeah, and they'll say my it around. They'll it. say it around my kids and I'm, or my grandson. And I'm like, don't say that shit. And there's like, oh, you got a problem with? It. I said, I actually fucking do. You fucking douche. And then I'm the one thrown out of the party. Yeah, I get thrown out of a lot of like family functions. You, you, you You're a real black sheep. Yeah. You, you you can't be you can't be aggressive, big big germ. I don't. <laughs> I told you, man. I I, I still have issues. You so. know, no, we we all do. We all do. And you know, we can we can take this on in the next one because yeah. there's a lot to go around with this. A whole lot. There's a whole lot. I have some I have some some documentation that I think you guys should read about that nigah thing. Well, you know, send it send it to the email, and you know what? You can put it in our resources file here at blackhelpline.com. That's blackhelpline.com. In the resources folder, there is actually a racist map, and I think that everyone should take a look at that. All of you should take a look at that. That gives you a timeline of not only the things that happened in the past, but the current situations that are going on. That's at blackhelpline.com? Yes, sir. www.blackhelpline.com So thanks for listening. We're going to touch upon this subject again in our next episode. Thanks again. You haven't hit that yet, have you? No, I have not. Oh, thank God, because I'm going to give all these people all of the contact information they need to get in touch with us. So if you want to use the Google Voice, you can call us at 612-615-9636. That's 612-615-9636. Or you can Twitter at us at Black Helpline or email us, blackhelpline at gmail.com. Bam. So thank you so much for listening. This is Tricky Mickey. This is Malcontent. This is Big Germ. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Ciao.